Sunbelt Headlines 2023, Part 2. You are Locked on Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Dave Schultz back with another edition of Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. I would seem to be a little bit out of out of position here. All right. Uh, always like having dad over the left shoulder. <laughs> uh, all right. Good show for you today. Again, Sunbelt uh, Headlines 2023 Part 2. First ones. Uh, let's see who we did on uh, the first show. I got them written down so I you know don't forget them because I wanted to do them in a specific order. Troy, right? The defending Champion, Coastal Carolina, new head coach, and Georgia State uh, having a potentially explosive offense. Uh, can Darren Granger be a little bit more consistent? So now let's do South Alabama. I got South Alabama coming up. We got Georgia Southern and Arkansas State. So for South Alabama, it's very easy. Can 2023 be a magical season? And I guess a lot of these headlines are, again, questions. But that's what the headline's going to be if they, you know, match their potential. Kane Womack has a, a saying, you know, you, you can't believe you're going to win. You have to expect to win. I guess there's a delineation in that. You, you can't hope you're going to win. You, you have to expect to win. And one of the things that the Jaguars did last year, maybe a little bit better than we remember, they came from behind a lot. They were not quite as dominant as their 10-win season would indicate. Uh, they had to come back against other Asian Cajuns. They had to come back against Southern Miss. They had to come back against Georgia Southern. They were behind Troy for most of the ball game. This was not a cakewalk. They did have, they were kind of back and forth with UCLA, but they, they didn't steamroll too many teams. And they need to, what I again say, Find that explosive consistency. They have too many people coming back. They have at the key positions. Like you're moving this, you know, the one of the guards is moving to center. You got to replace Jalen Tolbert and Darrell Luter Jr. And you're getting back a linebacker and a safety that were banged up. Safety was banged up. Keith Coleman Jr. was banged up to begin the season last year. In fact, it was like in the first, I'm not even sure it was in the spring game, but it was like in the first scrimmage. And then one of the linebackers got banged up in the middle of the year. And so you have some depth. Uh, they have as much talent coming back as almost anybody in the country. And Colin Lacey and uh, Devin Voison, two of the top five wide receivers in the country. Uh, they do play, and the schedule is helpful to them, right? What may see as tough is potential. They're playing Tulane. That's going to be in Holman Stadium. We've brought this up before. Can you have a... Letdown game or trap game, not a letdown game. Can't have a letdown game the first game of the season. But can you have a trap game the first game of the season for Tulane? Uh, and so far, the answer is no, mostly because they had the trap game before and they lost to Southern Miss, I think, last year to Will Hall and Southern Miss, which is not the same thing because Will Hall was a former offensive coordinator uh, at Tulane. Nonetheless, uh, they're going to play uh, Tulane. And the reason it's, a, if you haven't been with us, uh, the reason it would be a, uh, a trap game is because Southern Miss is playing, or not Southern Miss, uh, Tulane is playing Ole Miss the next week in New Orleans. So a lot of people are going to be focused on that. 
But you get South Alabama going to play uh, at Tulane. And then I believe it's Southeastern is coming to Mobile. And then you get Oklahoma State. You go 3-0. and Even if you go 2-1, and you're going to be a top 20 team. Maybe top 25. You go 3-0, and you're a top 20 team. And the way the rankings go, doesn't matter if, you know, you're as good as some of the other teams because all the other teams, for the most part, eventually will be playing each other. And so if South Alabama takes what they do in the beginning of the season, I'm not certainly not going to say they got to go on the road and play some tough ball games. They got to go on the road to play Troy. It is not going to be an easy cakewalk in the Sun Belt. But if you beat Tulane on the road and Oklahoma State on the road, then you're looking at a potential you know, New Year's six-day bowl game. I mean, that's very, very quick to say that, right? Week, you know, three weeks in, but that's certainly what people are going to be thinking. You have that chance to have that incredibly special season. So that's one headline for the South Alabama uh, Jaguars. All right. Uh, Carter Bradley, that's the next part of it is, is the same thing. Carter Bradley, more consistently explosive. They should not go three series without scoring. Is that a lot? I don't know. They should score almost every time they touch the ball. Now, that's not that's not fair because the other team is trying. So somewhere along the way, they're going to get a deflection. There's going to be a drop ball. There's going to be a penalty. Whatever the case may be. You know, you can't be perfect, right? Again, the other team is trying. It's not bowling and it's not golf. Someone is trying to stop you. So, but nonetheless, it... I think Major Applewhite did a study when he was like a grad assistant at Texas, I think, about, uh, you know, how often, you know, you stub your toe when you have a sack or a penalty and it goes down to less than 50% where you can't score, you know. But you get behind the, the you get behind the sticks, as they say, and it's, you have trouble making a first down. So I'm giving you three, I'm giving South Alabama three sets of downs. They should score. I would rephrase this. They they should not be held scoreless in three straight sets of downs. Like they should not go a quarter without scoring type of deal. Now, maybe the the other team holds on to the ball and they only get it a couple of times and they need to get warmed up. Okay. But for the most part, this offense, the offense should be the best in the Sun Belt. It just should. All right. It should. All right. And so then, you know, you're going to get another headline at the end of the season is Kane Womack sticking around. So one thing is leading to the other, all right? If he has a special season, if he has a 13-1 and type season, wins a Sun Belt, uh, you know, wins a Sun Belt championship game, God forbid they go to a New Year's Six Day Bowl, he's going to be at the top of everyone's list. So that's going to be tough to, tough to do, but uh, tough to keep him. Uh, and that's when Billy Napier left. But Napier also flirted you know, after year three, right? Auburn, South Carolina, Mississippi State, and he stuck around. He had that special season. He got that special season, which he was thinking he may have the year before, but never did. That may have been COVID. Yeah, that may have been the COVID year. Was when they uh, didn't get a chance to play Coastal Carolina in the Sun Belt Championship game. So he came back, and then they went 13-1, only lost to Texas. So those are the headlines for South Alabama. 2023 special season, more consistently explosive, and what does K. Womack do? All right. And does, you know, it may not matter that much. Does does he take Major Applewhite with him to the next spot? Uh, or does Major Applewhite take over at South Alabama? You could, ha- you could have uh, some consistency 
you know, on the coaching staff, if that's the case. Also, a good job has to open up. I don't think Kane Womack, that's the thing. I don't think Kane Womack's just going to take a job just to take a job. I don't think so. I think he's probably played paid pretty well at South Alabama, and I don't think he's going to go just to go. And Billy Napier didn't do that with Auburn, uh, South Carolina, and Mississippi State. Better jobs than the Cajuns, obviously, and much more money, but he waited till Florida. We'll hold judgment on that. Job he's doing in Florida, that's for someone else's podcast, Brandon Olson. Uh, all right, uh, we'll come back. Let's see, who is up next? It's going to be uh, Georgia Southern, all right? And can Davis Brin pick up where Kyle Van Treese left off? All right, let's talk a little bit. You know what we got. We got our uh, bird dogs on, bird dog shorts are on. These are the most incredible shorts you've ever had. They make you look good. Bird dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg and give you a truly sculpted look. Bird dog shorts do, ex- do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. All right. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on or enter promo code locked on college for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on college or promo code locked on college for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. And yet we have said Yeti style tumbler. I mean, it looks just like it. All right. Uh, it is good stuff. Love my shorts and I love my Yeti style bird dogs. Tumblr. All right, Dave Schultz, locked on Sunbelt, your team every day. Where'd my name go? There we go. All right, uh, let's talk a little bit about Georgia Southern. Clay Helton in year two, but obviously everyone's going to be focused on the quarterback. They brought in Kyle Van Trees as a transfer. They're bringing in another transfer, Davis Brin from Tulsa. Does Davis Brin pick up where Kyle Van Trees left off? And Kyle Van Trees set the standard. Remember. They, they do not like throwing the ball very much in Statesboro. They are very much a run-oriented team, right? This is the original um, Adrian Peterson, right? Before the Oklahoma Adrian Peterson took everybody by storm. The Georgia Southern Adrian Peterson played for the Bears uh, for a little bit. Uh they run the football and they run it and they run it and they run it. And Clay Helton decided we are changing that. Kyle Van Treese set all kinds of records. I mean, how about 604 attempts? Uh, he threw for 4,253 yards, 27 touchdowns. The problem, 16 interceptions. He'll be remembered for the wins. He'll be remembered for the QB sneak uh, against Nebraska. All right. But way too many interceptions he even had a great completion percentage he's completing over 60 percent of his passes over 61 percent of his passes one too many i mean about six too many interceptions right you, i mean like two to one interceptions is no good anymore right you can't be you can't be having like 28 touchdowns and 14 interceptions that is pedestrian by today's standards right even like 30 to 10 we're looking for you know like 30 touchdowns and like five interceptions that is the big i mean it took i'm not sure how long it took everyone to figure that out but 
turnovers are the biggest key to, to winning and losing football games. And when you have 16 interceptions, you can't. It's tough to do. So does Davis Brin come in, uh, strapping, tall, strapping kid from Tulsa, another transfer. Uh, we even had uh, Clay Helton on, and he said, you know, if the season started today, told the media in Statesboro, you know, we're going to go with Davis Brin. So there may or may not be a competition in the camp. I would probably, you know, maybe in the first week, again, Davis Brin's probably going to start out as the number one guy. But, um, you know, we'll see where it goes from there. We would expect him to be the guy. All right. And can he put up the numbers, the explosive numbers like Kyle Van Trees did and not turn the ball over? Or do you make it a little bit more of a controlled passing game? We'll do the 3,500. We'll take a few less yards per ball game, but we're not throwing interceptions. And that would be big, right? What is, you know, 700 divided by 12 is, is you know, is not very many yards per ball game. And so uh, if you can lower the amount of interceptions and Davis Brin is everything that maybe Kyle Van Treese was without the interceptions, Georgia Southern could be in good shape for uh, 2023. All right, here's another headline. Don't lose the same game twice. And we hear that a lot in college football, even in pro football. Cam Jordan with the Saints has that saying, right? We get the 24-hour grace period, right? So you know, win or lose, right? And especially after tough losses. But he even says it, you know, for the wins as well. You know, Monday at noon, we're done. Or Monday at, at you know, once we watch film on Monday, we're, we're good. The problem was Georgia Southern last year lost the same game twice. And it was the, it was the, it was due to the South Alabama ball game. That put them in a little uh, tailspin. All right. They were winning that ball game. Excuses or not. You know, the uh, South Alabama was sick going into that ball game, including Yam Banks, who I think flew in that day. <laughs> and it took a Todd Justice uh, fake punt to turn the ball game around. Like, they, like South Alabama was getting blown out. Like Carter Bradley's first pass was a pick six. <laughs> It was 14 nothing before anybody blinked. And by the end of the ball game, LaDainian Webb had like 247 yards. Uh, South Alabama outscored Georgia Southern 21 to 7 in the second half. In fact, it was a how about this? It was a 21 to 7 ball game Georgia Southern. And South Alabama outscored them 31 to 10 the rest of the way. But it was the fake punt that got him going. See what I need to pick on him uh, any more than we did, uh, but Van Trees he had one interception. All right, uh, but the problem is the next day, the next day, not the next day, the next week, which was on a Thursday, they got blown out by the Cajuns, thirty-six twenty-four, and that ball game, or I'm sorry, thirty-six seventeen, and that ball game was twenty-seven to seven at half. So that ball game was already over. Georgia Southern played a little bit better in the second half, but they let the, the game against South Alabama get to them. And because of that, they lost two games in a row. And something that LSU used to have all kinds of issues with when they would lose to Alabama, it would happen all the time with Les Miles. Ed Orgeron was really good at turning that around, not to lose two in a row, not to lose the same game twice. And, and Georgia Southern has to overcome that to not allow one bad loss to affect them 
the following week. Now, it's a short week. It's on the road. Those are tough games anyways, but they never got over the first loss. And just watching that, I guess I was in Mobile watching it, you could clearly see, you know, the Cajuns were, you know, a couple steps quicker uh, than Georgia Southern was in that uh, in that ballgame. All right, so those are a couple of headlines for uh, Georgia Southern. All right, can Davis Brin pick up where Kyle Van Treese left off? Minus the interceptions, and don't lose the same game twice. All right, when we come back, we will do Arkansas State. Butch Jones heading into his third year. Here's a headline. When does the recruiting pay off? All right. Uh, we'll do we'll do that when we come back on Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. All right, again, Dave Schultz here, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Really appreciate it as the station, the station, the channel continues to grow. We're, I think, almost at 330 subscribers. It is People are just discovering it now. So again, the more people that subscribe and the more likes and comments that we get, more people see it. So Again, when, when you hear that it, you only need a small percentage of all the schools in the Sun Belt to subscribe, we should easily be able to get to 500 by, uh, by uh, Labor Day, all right, by the time the season kicks off, of the Labor Day weekend, if you will. So I appreciate it. Please like and share it. If you see it on Facebook or on uh, Twitter or on YouTube, please subscribe. Also, don't forget, you can get it wherever you get your audio. Uh, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart, Amazon, wherever you get it, just search Locked On Sunbelt and you will uh, you'll find us easily. Also, if you comment in YouTube, it's me. It's there's not a whole production crew or social media crew. It is uh, me and we've been getting a lot of good comments and I appreciate the feedback uh, coming back from you guys. All right. So, thank you so much for continuing to subscribe and uh lifting uh, the channel up as we move forward. It is sincerely appreciated. All right, let's continue. It is Headlines 2023 in the Sun Belt, part two. We're continuing with Arkansas State. Butch Jones heading into year three. When does the recruiting pay off? He had the sixth class in the Sun Belt in 2021, which is really good because he got hired in December 20. Not fair, to credit him with that one, but still, if you do well, <laughs> we'll give you the credit. Uh, in 2022, he had the second recruiting class in the Sun Belt, and for this 2023 class, he had number one. So don't we can't conflate though the number one recruiting class going to pay off this year. That's too much to ask. But nonetheless, he's got a lot of good players in there, and it has not paid off uh, just yet. They were two and ten in 21 and three and nine in 22. So when does the recruiting play up, pay off for Butch Jones? One would think it would have to pay off soon. All right. The second headline, as we talked about the records, Arkansas State has to compete. Two and 10, this was a, a really good program, like the top of the heap in the Sun Belt a few years ago. And it just has not, has gotten back to that in the last few years. Two and 10 and three and nine, is not competing uh, in, in Jonesboro, all right? They think they should be bowl-bound. They think they should be competing for Sunbelt championships, and they have fallen behind not only their rival, the Cajuns, but now Troy, 
John Summerall comes in in one year, in one year, wins a Sunbelt championship. South Alabama, Kane Womack has built that program up. And Will Hall is doing a good job at Southern Miss. And if Arkansas State's not careful in the West, G.J. Kinney and Texas State are going to be on their heels very quickly. So they have to compete. They have to win some close ball games. Uh, and we'll see if it's this year. All right. Somewhere along the way, you got to start to build something. And they haven't quite done it yet. I, technically, I guess they were better, 2-10 and 10 to 3-9. and nine, But you want to see a little bit more than that. And, again, it is very hard. There's only, you know, there's a couple of, you know, I'd say there's a, you know, I don't want to say patsies. That's not the way there is. There's a, some handful of easier games to play. All right. Although going to Jonesboro is not easy, right? It's not, that's not an easy road trip for anybody. So they need to take advantage of starting to win at home. And then you start to maybe play 500 on the road, right? No, that's what they have to do. All right. So a couple of headlines, recruiting classes need to start paying off and they start, and then they need to start competing. And then square one, who is the quarterback? Jackson Daly or Jalen Rayner? All right. Jalen Rayner intercepted four times in the spring ball game. Jackson Daly threw a couple of scores. Jalen Rayner, I think, is the number. Well, um, I think he's he's the backup. I had this. I don't have it. Okay. So we'll see who the quarterback is. Is it Jackson Daly or Jalen Rayner? And obviously, just like everybody else, you know, generally speaking, the uh, the quarterbacks decide their play decides. Uh, the season for for their teams. So the better the quarterback play, uh, the better the team does. Not, not always the case, right? Troy's wasn't necessarily led by the quarterback. Marshall wasn't necessarily led by the quarterbacks. But generally speaking, the better the quarterback plays, the better your team plays. All right. So that was good. All right. Part two, uh, South Alabama, Georgia Southern, and Arkansas State. We'll be back with part three on Friday. We are heading to... Uh, SEC media days. Hopefully we'll have our shows set and ready to go. We are scheduled to record one with Matt Stewart. He's hosting a uh, Sunbelt media days with Rocky Boyman. And hopefully we'll have at least Matt Stewart on and that will be on Monday before uh, Sunbelt media day. So we will have some stuff ready to go in the can, as they say, ready to go. Cause it's going to be tough to get these done during SEC media days. Uh, plus it's Nashville. So We'll probably have some fun there as well. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am your host, Dave Schultz. Please subscribe wherever you see podcasts on YouTube and audio. It's Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day.